Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Hi, this is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, out doing a little road work today. So it might sound just a tad bit differently to you, but uh, good to be with you and get some... Uh, Got some nice things in store for you today. In fact, getting you ready for uh, this big Texas Sports Hall of Fame. I got a couple of really fun interviews for you. And we'll get you ready for uh, the Baylor women getting ready to see if they can make it to the, uh, uh, well, all the way to the championship match again. Um, if, uh, uh, as Jay Goble uh, will soon tell us, this team look out below if they make it to match play. Now, speaking of that, Aaron Sexton with us as always. The uh, PGA Championship is underway. I know a lot of you have been watching that uh, today, and Tiger went out and just really struggled, and then really late seemed to struggle physically as well. It was kind of giving to his legs, so he is pushing it. Uh, still not even that long since he's had the uh, he had the bad accident, all the surgeries, and he is at four over. Rory McIlroy in the lead at five under, and uh, just has uh, played beautifully. He's known for maybe kind of getting it together on the weekend and not late in you know recent years he has not opened that well, and so. Uh, McElroy going out early and uh, getting things done in a big way. Not a great day for Jordan Speed, who uh, ended up uh, two over for the day. Um, Scotty Scheffler is on the course, is still out there playing right now, and has it to two under, so only three strokes off the lead uh, for him. And uh, so it's a, it's a very interesting leaderboard. There's some folks that you would not expect that are kind of hanging in there and uh, and and playing extremely well and and so you know it's uh, uh, it's you know you can't you know, you try to think okay who's going to be who's going to be there at the end of this thing and uh, I just think this course is an incredibly tough uh, it's supposed to be it's a major but you saw it with some of that rough and I think Aaron for uh, for somebody like Jordan Speed to go from almost winning a tournament where the winning score is about 25 under to play in a place where, Hey, a 65, a five under 65 by Rory was a, was an unbelievable score. Uh, people were shooting sixties at the Byron Nelson. Now we'll see what this thing, you know, how it kind of holds up and if it plays, uh, you know, what it's going to be like this afternoon, I would say the, the guys that got out there and got started by about, 7:30 or 8 this morning are, are putting up some some pretty good scores. So uh, basically, you know, Tiger where he is, he's going to really have to put a night round together tomorrow to even make the cut. I would I would think because I don't think Rory and the folks that are at the lead are at the you know are going to go the uh, wrong direction. Now, Aaron, as you well know, um, another big story today. Last night, Nick Saban. 
at, was at some kind of uh, gathering, the World Games, I believe it is, in Birmingham. Uh, there was some kind of event, and he was doing kind of a panel. He was sitting up there with a couple of people, and he he just he says something to the effect of, "Hey, we had the we had the second best recruiting class, the the number one recruiting class uh, bought every one of their players." Now tomorrow we'll play some of this for you. Uh, it's uh, it, you know it was really humorous. Aaron and you and I were kind of going back and forth uh, talking about this a little bit. And last night, well today we wake up and Jimbo and, and again he he got into it a little bit and he said, hey they they uh, Saban said by name, image, and likeness. You know they bought all their players. I mean, really, really, you know, took a shot at A&M. As I've said before, though, I wish the Aggies would just own this because until proven otherwise, we don't know that they did anything illegal. Uh, It seems to be whatever kind of collective they're using, they're going about it the way that it's legal in the state of Texas and legal with the NCAA. I mean, and so you just kind of let Nick basically almost kind of looks like a poor sport I mean, he's one of the most dominant coaches, maybe is the most dominant coach in the history of college sports, and he's whining about the Aggies buying everybody. And then he went on to say, we've never bought a single play. We don't do that, and all that kind of stuff. Well, this morning, uh, Jimbo uh, Fisher, the A&M coach, calls a, a, a news conference for 10 a.m. This was held at Kyle Field down kind of below the stadium apparently. And I was texting people that were kind of gathering for it and and getting ready. And Aaron, this is something that you, you know, you see a lot of sniping back and forth, but to see somebody who came up under Saban come at him like Jimbo did was just unbelievable. And, and basically went on to say that, um, that, uh, I mean, just, there was stuff people knew about Nick Saban, and and he kind of alluded to some 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 you know cheating that he may have done. Didn't give specifics, but kind of threw that out there, and uh, and basically just said, you know, we're done. He he acknowledged that Nick Saban had tried to call him, I think either this morning or last night, and he said, you know, uh, that's it. He did not take the call and just basically said we're done. The A and M Athletic director Ross Bork has uh, has come out and and he thinks that there's sportsmanship bylaws in the SEC and that Saban <laughs> should be fined or sanctioned for saying this stuff about A and M. Aaron, my my response to that was really there's sportsmanship bylaws in the SEC. That was the breaking news to me. Yeah, and I, you know I don't know how to feel about this because I can't stand either one of them. I guess it's one of those, you know, let them, let them kind of uh, fight it out. I mean, you know, couldn't happen to a better conference or two better guys. And I'm saying that very sarcastically, if you didn't pick up on that. Well, I, you know, I, for Jimbo to, to go at him like that, and, and it's not just going at him. It's not, you know, hey, taking up for A&M or, or, or whatever. I mean, again, Sometimes the old saying, "Doth you know, uh, protest too much." The I don't know, but but again, Jimbo, when uh, when Lane Kiffin said a few things, when when somebody that called themselves like something sandwich or whatever on the you know the internet, 
Jimbo got kind of defensive and, and went back at them. But to go after your mentor, and then during this news conference, he basically said, um, this guy thinks of himself as God. I'm paraphrasing, but basically suggested that uh, that that Nick Saban um, had a God complex and 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 he he basically said, "Hey, people think this guy is a god, and then uh, look at go look into him." Well, I mean, this is interesting, and this is what college coaches have been doing forever. When they get mad and get angry, they point to to each other's sort of illegal dealings or whatever the the allegations are. I, I would just say, hey, if you're going to start pointing at Saban maybe having been involved in some unsavory stuff or whatever, you better provide things. You know, you, you, But right now, this is just a back and forth. And then, Aaron, I don't know if you've been monitoring. We, I need to jump back on Twitter after we, talk, after we you know, go to the break here because um, apparently uh, Saban was going to be on XM, was going to be on Sirius XM, today he maybe he was already scheduled to be on and or maybe he just wants to 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 go on there and i i kind of feel like he's going to try to backtrack it or apologize or whatever i hope not uh, (laughs) this is uh, fine (laughs) aaron the um the 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 thing you need to know and a thing our listeners need to know that we are 12 days away from the coaches meetings in destin florida that's convenient because everybody's got their vacation houses down there around Destin. Uh, that that's part of the SEC. But the coaches are all going to be gathering in Destin in about twelve days. Aaron, do you think we need to be there? I feel like I feel like ESPN <laughs> Central Texas. We don't typically, uh, but we you know we got so many Aggies uh, among us that uh, certainly care about this thing. I mean. Sark and his gang, they were meeting in Houston last night. They said some interesting things. And, uh, you know, he was uh, – Sark was trying to fire up the base. But the SEC just takes it to a completely different level. And and we're talking maybe the greatest college coach of all time calling out somebody. And, and by the way, I don't know why I would spend much time worried about A&M. As somebody said today, three of the four years – that Jimbo has been coaching A and M. They're like eight and five, eight and four. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like the the record, the records are not that great. But because he'll fight, and because of course he beat A and M, beat Alabama last year. They these Aggies love him. They do, and I get it. I get it. You got to get in there and fight for yourself a little bit. I just don't understand why the Aggies don't just own this. Like that should be a compliment to have Nick Saban coming after you or taking the time to be worried about you. So I, I find all of this fascinating. Lots coming today. Got some great interviews. We've got some good campus confidential coming up at 440. But next, Jake Obel uh, getting ready to see if the uh, Baylor women's golf can make it back to the national championship match. They've done it before. Jay's led them before. He's got the, he's got the kind of talent that can do it again. Let's visit with Jay Goble. We will do it next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche group. 
Since 1949, the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitchegroup.com. With the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at the nitchegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Increasing clouds tonight and breezy conditions as lows fall to 73 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. It's going to be a hot and humid day with a 30% chance of showers and storms late, a high of 97. And on Saturday, partly to mostly cloudy skies, another humid day with a 40% chance of showers and storms in the afternoon and evening with a high of 95. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watcher with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Mavericks get blown out by Golden State Warriors 112 to 87. The Warriors take a one to nothing lead in the Western Conference Finals. Tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA, Boston is at Miami. The Heat lead that series 1-0. Tip is at 7-30. Baylor baseball starts its final series of the regular season tonight with Oklahoma State from Baylor Ballpark. 6-30 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. High school baseball playoffs on our airwaves tonight, Bosqueville versus Toller, and you can hear that game on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Crawford softball playoffs continue tonight facing Archer City from Weatherford and you can hear that game on Star 104.9. First pitch at 7 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you 
Al Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram at a time when people are worried about their inventory. Oh, my gosh, I've got to wait three months. They have kept cars on the lot, doing a tremendous job over there. And appreciate Ted Teague and his group for everything they do. And they're big supporters of Baylor Athletics. And so they'll have their eye on the upcoming NCAA Women's Golf Championships. Jay Goble, the uh, head golf coach for uh, Baylor Women, joining us now. And, uh, Jay, it's very exciting. Uh, Getting ready to uh, head out uh, to Arizona. And and, uh, congratulations, by the way, on that regional showing. That was uh, pretty remarkable. Thank you. That was uh, a lot of fun to go up to Stillwater and play as well as that, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, that's, it's always nice when a conference rival is kind of having to watch you from behind at their own course. Um, Jay, was the, was the, the finish was a lot of fun because you all had a nice lead, and then you had three. I mean, have, have, I've just tried to remember over the years, I don't remember anything quite like that, like at a regional with all those that many talented golfers and then three players from the same school all tie right there for second place. Like how, how put that in perspective for us. How rare is that? And no, it's pretty rare, especially again on a place like Karsten Creek up in Stillwater. It's uh, it's one of the more visually intimidating golf courses you'll ever see. But to to go out there and play as well as we did, and and again to have three people tie for second place uh, was pretty special. But yes, we had. Not sure exactly how many counting eagles we had on 18. I think it was five, and then we uh, we had one counting eagle on 17 on on Tuesday. Um, we were making them left and right out there, which is <laughs> again, it, it doesn't always happen. So uh, when it does, you have to savor it and enjoy it. And um, we are, uh, we did uh, definitely savor that win up in uh, up in Stillwater last week. What what do you think it's like for uh, you 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 know Gerlene's your number one golfer, but she's staring up the leaderboard and there's Britta Snyder, there's Rosie Belsham, and they're up there vying for first place at this regional. Um, is do you all at some point? Obviously, you're a team, but you think Gerlene it kicks in like, hey, I got to go after them. What? Uh, no, how much? Sure. Yeah, does that play a <laughs> yeah, role? Very competitive. <laughs> yeah, they're competitive amongst each other for sure. And I think that, uh, you know, they knew that one another was playing well. And they, I think they all knew, you know, maybe not exactly where they stood on the leaderboard, but the 18th hole was a par five playing downwind. So they definitely uh, believed that they could get one or two shots back there. And um, it's funny how it all worked out because, again, they, they did tie for second. Uh, two of them making eagles on the last hole, and one of them making a birdie on the last hole to finish tied for second. So that was uh, that was very cool and very fun. And you know, I I believe that they're going to carry that into next week. And and you know, we played Greyhawk last year, and I think it's a place that you know we have learned to play better at. And uh, we played it a couple times this year as well. So very excited to get another chance at that place. And. As you said, we're gonna we're gonna get it this weekend. What are you looking at? I, I bet you're already kind of looking at the temperatures and trying to figure out what to expect. Now Scottsdale can be extremely pretty in the spring, and it can turn hot on you in a hurry in uh, in late May and early June. What uh, what? And in fact, your your trips during this time of year 
um, that you've played there. What's what's the biggest key when it starts to heat up a little bit at a course like that? Well, you know, thankfully we're teeing off early every day. I think we have actually 6.30 in the morning tee time on Friday. Nice. Um, and then on Saturday we have a tee time around 11, 11.30, something like that. So, you know, they're at least trying to get us or most of the field out in the morning when it's a little bit cooler. But, you know, to be to be 100% honest, it's not a whole lot warmer than it is out here right now. I mean, I think we're 97 degrees in Waco today. It's going to be 102 there on Friday. So, wow. Um, yes, it's, it's hot, you know, but it's not a ton different than what we're dealing with here right now. And the the big key is is you know just like your mom probably told you when you were little, make sure you're drinking a lot of water and staying in the shade when you can. And um, you know they'll they'll all walk around with shade umbrellas and stuff like that while we're out there. So we're trying to to take the sun exposure as least amount as we can but um you know that's that's pretty much the key is just to to make sure you're pounding that water and making sure you're getting some electrolytes every once in a while and um yeah play fast let's get going yeah (laughs) yeah clubhouse exactly (laughs) get back in the ac jay gobel talking about his women's golf team as they get ready to head out to uh Greyhawk Golf Club, uh, a very well-known club, and it'll be uh, it'll be fascinating to to get out there and be a part of that. There'll be all sorts of uh, TV coverage, and and I think that's the thing, Jay. That's great for your team. Is I don't think TV coverage or big moments with Gerline and Addy having played in majors and and a lot of a lot of your players. Uh, th- this is a really good mix. This is a this is a veteran, a very veteran team. So if if they don't perform well, it's just because they had a bad day. It won't be because of their nerves or anything like that. Is that a fair assessment? No, I think that's fair. I, I believe, you know, Addie and Gerlene are, are definitely different in the fact that they've played in major championships and, and essentially have played in every go- college golf tournament that they could play in for the last five years they've played in. So they have a lot of experience on the golf course. Um, and then my other players essentially have been in the lineup every tournament for the past two years. So they have upwards of 20 golf tournaments that they've played in the last two years and been very successful. So we're, we're not going to look at it any different. In fact, you know, in my mind and in my player's mind, I think this kind of frees us up, you know, we're, you're you're trying to to peak at the right time and you're trying to play your best golf at the right time and we've already done that so we've earned this trip to the national championship and in my opinion we can just go freewheel it now and just play play some golf and have fun and try to get in that match play and uh you know that's a totally different animal the last three rounds out there and I would uh, I would not want to play the Baylor Bears in match play if I were another team <laughs> so we're we're playing really well right now. I like that. Uh, the, uh, the, you would not want to play the Baylor Bears. Uh, I, the other day I had Britt on, and it was a lot of fun. And I was just kind of wondering, she was mentioning that I guess you started recruiting her when she was in, what, eight, eight, uh, eighth grade or ninth grade or something? Like, when do you yeah. – when did uh, – how do you remember – I mean, you obviously recruit people uh, overseas and across the country. When do you remember Britta – getting on your radar and what was it about her that you were able to sort of recognize so early on that you thought she'd be a great fit at Baylor? 
Well, you know, she, both her parents played college golf, so they they definitely understood the the whole college golf deal and uh, how it all works. So they started taking her on unofficial visits when she was a little kid. I mean, she started looking <laughs> at schools fifth, sixth, seventh grade, which uh, I know sounds crazy now, but um, yeah, she you know this was back before they changed everything to junior year of high school, but. You know, you used to be able to have unofficial visits and you could talk to the players and show them around. And uh, it was funny, you know, Britta in the eighth grade, she came up to me and she's like, I've been to 25 schools. I keep telling everybody my favorite place is Baylor. So if you want me to come here, I will. And uh, it was it was a huge <laughs> leap of faith to, to hear that from a 14 year old at the time. But um, I think that uh, obviously it's worked out, but she um you know, she was enthusiastic and determined. And, um, you know, when she graduated high school, she was the number one ranked player in junior golf. So uh, it, it obviously worked out, you know, very well for us. And I think she's only going to get better. I think that last week's performance was, you know, her best of her first two years. And I think it kind of showed her what she's capable of. And I see her, I see her playing really well the next two years for Baylor. What what gives uh, Britta the the biggest edge? What's the what's the thing about her? Is it her mental game? Is it what what is it about her game specifically that has uh, that has had her you know obviously seeming to to really head in the right direction and, and perhaps on the brink of becoming a a dominant player in college golf? Yeah, I think it's her mental game. I think that she has she has a self belief in herself that's that's a little different than most. I mean she she kind of savors the big moments and, and kind of, again, like when she has to make a putt, she's the kind of person that's going to make it. And um, that's the thing that's a little bit different with her and a little bit extra special is that those big moments don't, don't make her clam up. They actually excite her and get her to play better. And um, I think with, with, you know, the game that she has and that kind of quality, uh, yeah, I, I think we haven't seen the best of Britta yet. I think it's I think it's coming our way. Is she the Luka Doncic of the Baylor women's golf program? <laughs> she kind of is. Yeah, she's she's got a swagger about her for sure, and it uh, you know she doesn't bow down to any situation. And in fact, you know, again, the the tougher it is, the seems to be the better shot she hits or the better putt she makes. Um, which is which is fun as a coach to see for sure. Are you seeing uh, Addie has an interest in becoming a college coach, and that was one of the reasons she wanted to come and, and kind of learn under you? Is the competitor in her though still kick in? Are you does she take time to maybe give feedback? Are you seeing things in her that make you think, oh, she's going to be a good coach, or are you seeing things in her that says, well, maybe she will try to play the the LPGA tour, where, where is she in that whole, uh, decision-making process? Well, I think she's definitely going to be a great coach someday. And that's what she's decided she wants to do. Um, yeah. the thing about that, that's crazy is she still has a lot of game. I mean, she can, she can obviously still golf her ball and, um, she's the first alternate for the U S open again this year. She went back to Gainesville and finished, uh, finished third place down there and in, in their local qualifying at her old home course. And I mean, she still has a ton of game, which, uh, you know, I, I think that she could play golf professionally if that's what she wanted to do. But 
she is she is going all in on the college coaching thing and you know i think down the road she's going to be <laughs> I, I don't want to compete against her but i know i'm going to have to someday um she's going to be a yeah. great college coach and uh i i just think that you know it's just like anything else you got to put your time in but um you know she's already a leader whether she knows it or not and i think it's a a pretty natural progression for her to to someday be coaching her own team and i i feel very confident it's going to happen one day do you do you still hold like qualifying match i mean obviously you 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 know your team at this point and and you can slot them in and you, you, it's like you don't want one of your top girls to lose to somebody else almost. Yet you have depth, and you have a you know you have a a really strong team even outside of that top five. How do you how do you handle that? Like trying to keep everybody sure. involved and 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 keep everybody sort of mentally focused without wanting to mess with the mojo you have going right now. So we uh, we had qualifying up until a couple weeks ago, to be honest with you, which. Um, uh, I did on purpose. I, I think that we lost a little bit of our competitive edge last year. We we were so dominant early on in the year and, uh, you know, we're ranked number one in the country in February and we were playing so well. Um, and I just continued to take the si- same five players that were playing well. So I decided this year um, with my associate head coach, Carly, that we were going to just continue to qualify them, continue to keep them on their feet, continue to keep them playing for their spot uh, all the way late into April. And we did that. And, uh, you know, I would say that it caused a few frustrating conversations, but at the end of the day, I really believe it's worked because we played our best golf here at the end of the year and um, continuing to make them score their ball and put pressure on them. Again, it only prepares them for for what we have played in and what we have still to play in, and um, I believe it's worked. I mean, we played qualifying up until the middle of April, so um, yeah, we were still out there trying to make everybody earn their spot, and it was again, it was it was some hard conversations, but but <laughs> it's put us in a good spot to uh, to play well at the end of May here. That was Baylor women's golf coach Jay Goble. Coming up next, it's Campus Confidential. On the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 803-1133 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls. The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Looking to buy, sell, or invest in residential, commercial, or farm and ranch property? Call Jeff Bird with Keller Williams Realty Advantage. With over 20 years in real estate, Jeff has the experience, knowledge, and know-how to help you navigate complexities of your real estate transaction. He has one goal, and that is to assist you in accomplishing all of your real estate needs. Jeff is the top agent for Keller Williams Advantage Waco since 2005, and he can put his system for success to work for you. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, call Jeff today at 717-6721 or go online at jeffbird.net. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Mavericks get blown out by Golden State Warriors 112 to 87. The Warriors take a 1 to nothing lead in the Western Conference Finals. Tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA, Boston is at Miami. The Heat lead that series 1 nothing. Tip is at 7:30. Baylor baseball starts its final series of the regular season tonight with Oklahoma State from Baylor Ballpark. 6.30 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. High school baseball playoffs on our airwaves tonight, Bosqueville versus Toller, and you can hear that game on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Crawford softball playoffs continue tonight, facing Archer City from Weatherford, and you can hear that game on Star 104.9. First pitch at 7 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. It is Aaron Sexton. And uh, we kind of look around at college sports, college basketball, college football, and uh, we see what's out there. Aaron, you'll be happy to know I have one today in my hip pocket that involves uh, your favorite Bulletnikoff winner, who we've talked more about in the last 10 days than we've talked about ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think we totally knew who this guy was. Now we know him well. And uh, Most... you, may have the, you may have that story, too. So you may trump me. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I could scoop you on this one or not. But uh, I will now turn it over to one Aaron Sexton, a man who grew up 
in the Waco area and continues to reside here among us. Ohio State has been busy giving out new contracts to their coaches. We'll start with football. Ohio State football coach Ryan Day expected to receive a two-year contract extension that will run through the 2028 season, make him one of the top five highest-paid college football coaches in the country, pending approval from the Ohio State Board of Trustees. Day's total compensation will increase from $7.6 million to $9.5 million with a base salary of $2 million per year. Day's $9.5 million pay will start July 1st, according to a school spokesman, amounting to a seven-year, $66.5 million deal that includes a two-year extension and the raise. He joins Alabama coach Nick Saban, USC coach Lincoln Riley, LSU coach Brian Kelly, and Michigan State coach Mel Tucker among head coaches making more than $9 million annually. I'll tell you what, I know we don't know the exact, we know the length, we don't know the exact number, but I would imagine Dave Aranda is somewhere, what do we decide, Aaron? I, I would imagine it's somewhere up around 6 to $7 million a year uh, at Baylor and uh, is doing, uh, uh, and, and then had that lengthy extension. I think he's got about a seven-year deal, if I remember correctly. They don't, uh, Baylor doesn't always confirm those deals, but Aaron, I feel like when we had Mac on around that time, I may have stumbled into uh, the length. <laughs> the length the length of that deal and uh, i would imagine i was trying to think the the new coach at ou and obviously as a state school and a blue blood program ou is going to have a lot of money they can pay their coach but i think venables um makes somewhere around seven million dollars a year that's not bad for your first head coaching job not nine million but seven million's pretty strong and I don't think Aranda is too far away from that. I don't have those numbers, and I'm not saying don't be like, oh, Mosley told us that Aranda's making this. No, I'm just saying it, it would not totally surprise me if Aranda was somewhere between 5 and, a half and $7 million a year, uh, which is uh, very well-deserving after arguably the best year in Baylor football history. But, uh, Aaron, let's congratulate the young man from uh, Ohio State on uh, on making so much money. And isn't it funny how you how you think, same thing with Baylor. It's like, oh, my gosh, how are they ever going to survive without Matt Rule? And with, with Ohio State, I'm sure it's like, oh, my gosh, is it going to be the same, you know, in the post-Urban Meyer world? Well, I, I, I don't know if you would say it's better, but – I do think this uh, this new, you know, the head coach that replaced Urban Meyer, Ryan Day, is a more respectable and, and moral type individual than uh, than our man Urban Meyer, who, by the way, Fox can't wait to hire back. <laughs> oh, Urban's back on the no. Oh, Urban did all these crazy things. Yeah, let's put him back on TV. So I better watch what I say there. I still technically uh, uh, get a paycheck from Fox, but uh, – the uh, the that that is a strange situation. I don't think if I were a TV executive, I would not be dying to have Urban Meyer back on my set. No, I agree, and I was kind of shocked that they just kind of uh, said, "Okay, come on back. We'll figure out the details." But you're going to be a part of the crew after after everything that happened while he was in Jacksonville, uh, <laughs> which was a total disaster on and off the field. It was. Uh, did you, ha- did you happen to see that thing the Chargers did 
What's that thing called? Anime or anime, whatever? Yeah, that, I thought that yeah. was really cool. I mean, it's it's your far as football players, uh, football fans. You know, I don't I don't know how much of an overlap there is. I know there is some because uh, I have some friends that are fans of both. But it, it, it they spent a lot of time doing that, and it was uh it was pretty cool. Um, even if you don't like anime, I'm not a huge fan. It, it was. What uh, is that Japanese? Is it like a Japanese cartoon? Yeah, basically. Ja- yes, uh, yeah, Japanese animation. It's a it's Japanese a, it's a, animation, right? And it doesn't have to be from Japan, but that's the style. And that's where it originated. Um, and yeah, they did a, a whole whole video. It was nothing but uh, anime, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. Texas two five four six six two sixteen sixty. If you'd like us to uh, to have more uh, anime uh, talk on the show, by the way, um, also want to remind you. Still, I'm still it's still dangling it out there. Uh, where's a you can go with me? I have we have not picked our winners yet, and, and sit with me at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame banquet Saturday night, and it's going to be. A tremendous showing. Randy Galloway going in, John McClain, Brad Sham, voice of the Cowboys, Shereen Williams, Denny Freeman, the famous uh, uh, AP writer. Good group. Good group of people going on. Ed Werder, the famous Ed Werder from ESPN will be there. I'll be there. You'll be sitting with me wherever that is. I I hope they'll uh, let us in the main ballroom. They will. Jay Black, Genesis, they do a tremendous job over there. Appreciate their marketing team and love the partnership that we have had with the Texas Sports Hall of Fame uh, over the past year. We've done some really fun things with them, and we appreciate everything about that. All right, Aaron, what else do we have today in Campus Confidential? Real quickly, uh, Ohio State also gave their men's and women's basketball coaches raises. Uh, Ohio State uh, men's basketball coach Chris Holtman received an extension and a raise that will compensate him uh, to th- compensate him three point five million per year with a base salary of one million. McGuff, uh, meanwhile, receives a new four-year contract that will put her total compensation co- co- compensation at just over one million per year, and it extends through the twenty-five twenty-six season. So, uh, all the uh, <laughs> there are. Uh, lacrosse coach also got a contract extension, but I didn't get the details of that. But uh, Ohio State <laughs> handing out contract extensions to a lot of their coaches. Uh, uh, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> very disappointed yeah. you didn't get the lacrosse. I, I wanted say to know no the offense lacrosse, to lacrosse but I'm not really interested, so I'm not going to act like I am. Well, I did find. I did run into a buddy yesterday, and his grandson, the lacrosse Final Four or Elite Eight, wherever we are in that right now, is coming up. And his grandson is a member of the Delaware Blue Hens lacrosse team. And he was very excited about that. Young man played at uh, Highland Park. And then he went on to play lacrosse for the Delaware Blue Hens. All right, Aaron, I bet if you thought hard enough, you could think of the colors of the Delaware Blue Hens. Blue and yellow. You got it. You might call it blue and gold, but blue and yellow is a very acceptable answer. You know your Delaware Blue Hens. Who's the most famous NFL quarterback of the past uh, several years to come out of the Delaware Blue Hens? Super Bowl winner Joe Flacco. Nice, nice. And where did he start? Another place that's gold and uh, blue. Has gold and blue colors. 
Where did Flacco start his his NFL his uh, college career? Ooh, that I don't know. Pitt. Oh, okay. Oh, do I, can I can I jump in with my Pitt story? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, go ahead and uh, let's let's talk about the, the uh, Pitt All American receiver who has ignited a bidding war. <laughs> All right, Pitt transfer, uh, wide receiver, and Bolitnikoff winner Jordan Addison has narrowed his. This is just a, this is a, come in here in the last 24 hours, let's call it, and has narrowed his two choices down to. This is according to PFF College and others, but PFF College, give them credit, to Texas and USC, University of Texas, the Longhorns. How about that guy, a J or whatever a guy's name is from Alabama? Maybe that's why he was scrubbing his social media. He thought, oh, no, they're bringing Addison in here. I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> Bring it to Waco, young man. Come on. Bears need a wide receiver. I mean, they've got some good, talented young guys, but they could use a, a veteran wide receiver. Texas and USC with a decision expected soon. All right, this comes to us from Schultz Report. Who is that? Well, that's Jordan Schultz, who does some things uh, out there, insider, analyst, that kind of thing. Jordan Schultz is that uh, young man's name. And uh, so very interesting news coming down in a long national nightmare. Aaron is soon to be over. (laughs) And I think surely he's going to go to USC because I think they had to make this look like it was down to two schools because, of course, Lincoln had been tampering. Lincoln, that, that Pat Norduzzi did not like all that tampering. He's called Lincoln. I don't know if he's ever gotten Lincoln on the phone, but this young man will now end up at either the University of Texas or USC. Aaron, are you starting to get worried <laughs> about the team Texas is putting together? Because this is... From a skill standpoint, they're getting a little bit scarier every single day. Although, I still don't know. I'm not convinced they have a quarterback. I mean, I know yours is the second coming, and and, uh, and Hudson Card was a great recruit. But are you convinced that Quinn Ewers is going to open up the season as some kind of great shakes at the University of Texas? I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not. And even word out of the... You know, their, their, from their spring was that he was great, but wasn't Hudson Card a lot of people thought better? And as far as the Pittsburgh receiver, even like uh, I had a report from Hornswire, um, one of the many, many, you know, uh, Longhorn sites, that they their sources are telling them that basically, even though it's down to USC and Texas, it's kind of a foregone conclusion that he's going to USC. Uh, so even the Horn sites are reporting that they don't think he's going to Texas, that he'll end up at USC uh, with uh, Lincoln Riley. Do you think it's hard to type for those people when they're, like, always have a hook em horns sign? <laughs> <laughs> do you think they have to learn? I'm trying to do it right now with my fingers. Do you have to learn how to type? I mean, think about that. If you if they said you have to... You have to learn how to type with the hook'em horns. You start with the A over there, ASDF. I'm trying to remember. I learned all this. I'm trying to think with if I could do it with the hook'em horns, but I don't like doing hook'em horns. Only hook'em, only the the uh, down hook'em, 
What do we call right. it? Horns down. All right, uh, Aaron, tremendous work today on what we call Campus Confidential. All right, the big 5 o'clock hour is coming up next. Tremendous interviews planned for you as we get you ready for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction happening this very weekend. It's all coming up next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding Bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Wakel has a gun show, and it's at the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum, benefiting the Scottish Rite Foundation of Texas, Saturday, May 21st, and Sunday, May 22nd. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the show where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms. Located 2801 West Waco Drive, the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum. This gun show is to help raise funds for the Scottish Rite Foundation's many charities in the state of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show at the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum, Saturday, May 21st, 9 to 5, and Sunday, May 24th from noon to 4. Hi, this is Brian Reese, General Manager of Harley-Davidson of Waco again, inviting everyone to come see us. Spring is here, and it's time to get your knees in the breeze. All new 2021 bikes are on sale. We have 2022 models arriving daily with over 150 bikes to choose from and a huge selection of certified pre-owned Harleys as well. Harley-Davidson of Waco, located off of I-35 South and New Road, Harley-Davidson of Waco, where you'll never ride alone. Oh, it's Matt Mosley's show. Thank you, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, for what you do. And, uh, boy, our next guest, he's, uh, I think he's going to have a tie on. He's probably already picked out a suit. Uh, he's going to have a lot of folks there to, uh, to welcome him into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame uh, in Waco, Texas. Randy Galloway joining us now and. Randy, it's um, it's finally here. I mean, I think you were perhaps voted in two or three years ago, and uh, yeah. and, and you know this thing had to be deferred because of uh, the pandemic, and and uh, it's the ceremony. I believe is finally going to happen. Are you uh, are you prepared? And uh, how is your speech coming along? Well, uh, I really haven't. Well, I can't say I haven't worked on a speech. You need to thank a few people and. Uh, uh, I've done that, but probably just uh, kind of roll off the top of your head would be the main thing. I worry about, uh, I, th- I think I own two suits to my name, one black, one gray. Uh, and the one that I wear, Matt, will be the one that uh, fits. 
because these suits were bought many years ago. <laughs> they're not. They're not <laughs> modern. I, I hope. Uh, obviously, I don't wear them very much, but I hope one will. Uh, one will fit. I was uh, a bit thinner back uh, in the day when I bought the suits, but it's hey. This is if you spend all your life in, uh, you know, writing sports uh, and. Big part of it doing sports talk radio. Fifty years as a sports writer and twenty nine on sports talk radio, and you've done it all in Texas, all in this one market. And they say that you've been voted into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. I mean, that is the ultimate of the ultimate. I am highly honored uh, that who I don't even know who does the voting, what committee, but. Uh, I'm highly honored that uh, that my name was chosen for that. And a little bit, you realize that first media class, Matt had the Blackie Sherrods and the Dan Jenkins, and uh, yeah. So I guess I'm in this me being in the same media room there at the Hall of Fame uh, uh, with those uh, with those names. I'm I'm not. I'm not up to that. I'm not up to that kind of honor, but uh, I'm just dang glad they somebody decided that I should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm proud of that, and I'm, I'm honored by it. Uh, now, Randy, the Mickey Herskowitz apparently set the all-time record. Uh, I think he went in with that group you just mentioned. Yeah, uh, he did. From I the, forgot at, to mention, and Mickey was a good friend, is a good friend, and uh, from going way back. And uh, and I forgot to mention Mickey. That's another name. Yeah, but uh-huh, so but, you had Shara, Dan Jenkins, and Mickey. But he set the yeah, record for what? Thirty-two minutes. He was at the mic. Yeah, no. and I, uh, no. I, I now I, I could see our buddy Brad Sham, who's also joining you now. Brad likes to. I mean, listen. All of us in our in this business have been accused of going on and on at times too much. Now, if I had to, if I had to place a bet on your class, who might go the longest? I think John McClain. I might put my money on John, who, by the way, is going on one of the the most amazing uh, goodbye tours I've ever seen. Now, when you retired, you just kind of disappeared for a while. Yeah. Uh, and and John is throwing out a lot of pitches. He's he's throwing out a lot. He's going to a lot of things. And uh, uh, he and then John, as only John could, he he tweeted out that he would still be appearing on his more than twenty radio appearances a week during the NFL season. Uh, yeah, I love McClay. So you're saying. I hope nobody was 30 minutes. I planned to be, they said five tops, and I planned to try to hold it right at five, if not under. And uh, uh, But, yeah, if anybody's going to go over, and remember, as you well know, John is a Waco lad, so he's going to have a lot of family and old friends there. He might, uh, I, he, I don't think he'll top Mickey, if Mickey actually went 32 minutes. But Sham's got a, you know, he's got a chance to do that. <laughs> now, when you think back, talking to Randy Galloway, going in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and, and you know, Blackie Sherrod, Dan Jenkins, everybody, we all have kind of our heroes in the business. When you were um, coming up at the uh, Dallas Morning News, and, and you covered those Rangers in the early days, but even before that, 
Uh, some people don't know that you went down in that Port Arthur land and in, the, in oh, the, what do we yeah. call that? The Golden Triangle or uh, sure do. that part of the country. Like who who would you say was was kind of the earliest influence uh, as far as p- kind of pointing you in the right direction and, and really giving you some uh, some guidance in the area? Because I as I recall, I don't think your academic career, you, you weren't like <laughs> you weren't maybe as serious as you meant to be or your parents had hoped you would be in that world. Who really kind of took you under uh, his wing and, and pointed you in the right direction? Well, when you grew up like, you know, my age, and that's old, but when you grew up and you were interested in being a sports writer, your hero was automatically Blackie Sherman. I mean, I, I don't think there's a kid that was coming along when I came along who didn't think Blackie was their hero. Still is today uh, for me. But, Matt, I, you know, I have to give full credit to Walter, the late, great Walter Robertson, longtime sports editor of the Morning News. And, uh, he let me, uh, he brought me in, uh, just start off cover Friday night football in, in like 1964, uh, 65 there. And uh, then at, at that time, wanted me to do stories during the week on football districts, then suggested uh, that I go to uh, the Port Arthur News. They were looking for a full-time sports writer. I'd never been one. I was like 21 years old, and uh, I didn't had to look on the map where Port Arthur was because uh, I'm, you know, from up here, from Grand Prairie. Went to Port Arthur, absolutely loved it, and uh, I got immediate uh, help. And I've had that throughout my career, frankly. Uh, people who've gone out of their way, but particularly early on, it was it was important. And uh, uh, guys like the Devilier brothers. John and Rush in uh, in Port Arthur, great newspaper people, small paper, thirty five thousand circulation. But these guys were really good. Uh, uh, just on and on, people there in Port Arthur went out of Ed Holder was the outdoor editor, one of the best in the country, even in a small paper. He went out of his way to help me. Those were very important. When you get back, then the morning news brought me back. Walt did a year later. And, you know, I walk into it. We had 12 people on the staff. It's amazing. That was the staff. But, uh, you know, Sam Blair, I always give Sam Blair credit because I thought I knew a lot more than I actually did. You find that amazing? I know. <laughs> but I was, dumber than, I was dumber than I thought. And uh, Sam Blair went out. Gene Wilson, another guy who uh, – Gene was the main high school writer. I was I was on him. And uh, – uh, covering, I covered all the county and the area. He covered the city schools in those days. But Gene went out of his way to introduce me to all the high school coaches. You know, just help like that. And I never forgot that. And I always wanted, you know, if I ever was in a position where I could help uh, writers, young sports writers, or heck, veteran sports writers, I always wanted to do that. And I tried to do that. But uh, you never forget the people that go out of their way to help you. Uh, not only as you're coming up, but heck, I could use the help, you know, 40, 45 years into the, into the job. And, uh, there were always people there and I appreciate that. Well, you know, I'm one of the young guys that you did help. Um, and, uh, that's, that's why, uh, I'll be there Saturday night, Texas sports hall of fame 
And uh, in fact, uh, Randy, we're, I was doing a giveaway earlier, or a little uh, uh, contest to see who uh, I'm giving away two free tickets to get to sit with me. Do you think that's a, like a, a something people would want to win? Or do you think I'm afraid we may not be able to fill those two seats? But I, 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 you know, I don't know. Waco is not that sleepy. Is it that somebody on a Saturday night would want to come to this thing and, uh, and, uh, and sit with you? But mm-hmm. I have, uh, uh, you know, I've got a, a Thank goodness. Of course, family will all be there and uh, grandkids. But, uh, you know, I've got a, a lot of friends and uh, neighbors, friends, neighbors, uh, people coming. Uh, and I, heck, uh, Coach Buck, Tim Buchanan, Toledo High School, Tim, I'm going to see if Jay Black will just put him in with me. He goes right <laughs> in. Tim, Coach Buck, 10 state championships. Uh, football championships, the most in the history of Texas high school football. So I think Buck's already working on the speech. <laughs> yeah. Yankee right up there. I'm I'm sure Jay would appreciate the help as you come in there recommending people and make nominations. Right. Now, my table, we may all just pull right over and, and join you guys over there. This is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. Now Werder will probably who's apparently presenting you will could end up taking this whole thing over and he will there is no one who will show up that will take this more seriously than Ed Werder. I promise you there're gonna be a lot of notes and there's going to be he's going to hit, try to hit all the right notes and he will be presenting you. But uh, Ed was a young writer covering the Cowboys. Now, remind our people, wow. you, you yeah, when you got into w- when you got into town to cover the Cowboys in those days, though, didn't wasn't that part of the requirement? Whoever the, the young beat writer was covering the Cowboys would have to come pick you up in like a Lincoln town car. What was the what, what were the rules on that? Well, when you're on the road, I always uh, rented a Lincoln Town Car to kind of tune around <laughs> in. Those big four-door things that Hertz had. Loved those things. We called them the Pimp Mobile. And I'd always have one, so we were traveling. But there were times when I would like to have a cocktail. So I would ask uh, one of the beat writers or whoever other, of course, you know, in those days, the morning news, we'd send 10 to 12 on the road with the Cowboys every week, and I'd ask somebody to drive. So because you don't want to have a few cocktails and be driving, and somebody else would be driving the pimp mobile, and they call that driving Mr. Randy, which after the <laughs> <laughs> which was named after what well, the movie Driving Miss Daisy or whatever that movie was that was out at the time. No, I never, nobody had to pick me up in that. Now, I did request more than once <laughs> out there in the cities of the United States uh, that we do have a, uh, we do have a uh, driver who will not be drinking for the evening, which is, a, you know, a good thing. Boy, you were ahead of your time. You were ahead of your time in that area. I do recall one. <laughs> I do recall one time finding a container, and I won't give the whole story. But I decided it would be good to empty that container, and then you you, you discovered that I had I had poured it out, and you were not pleased with me. And no, I, no, I, I remember that. Some, I think there's somebody still had a recording of that, and uh, you were very upset. Now. 
in your in your sports writing days, I, I've been watching this Winning Time, this HBO show, and they make Jerry yeah. West look horrible. But you went out, oh, you used God. to go to those finals, and you would go out yeah. to the fabulous forum. Did you ever? I, I I I was thinking about you the other day. I was wondering, did you ever get to visit with Dr. Jerry Buss, the uh, the Lakers owner? Did y'all ever cross paths? Because this this uh, the way he's portrayed, at least this this was one of the great characters in in NBA history. Well, it, it, and I never had a conversation. My, my greatest moment, it, it happened at Reunion, uh, 85, I'd, uh, Mavericks and uh, Lakers playoffs, just a hell of a series, and that was the Showtime Lakers. And it was so loud. There's Dr. Buss, all that hair. This guy that I didn't even watch this, I just flipped by and watched a minute of it. Because it really pisses me off. Jerry West was a class guy. Did talk to him quite a bit. Got to know Pat Riley extremely well. And uh, that was a good thing if you were writing a column in Dallas. But uh, Dr. Buss, after the game, the Mavericks had won this game in the last seconds. Uh, Reunion Arena is still will still be the loudest place I've ever heard. Certainly locally, nothing can compare to it. But Dr. Buss walking out, he had his date with him. She was, God, I hope she was 18. Uh, you know, whatever in this state, you need to be 18. Had his uh, young date with him, and they're walking out, and both of them had their fingers in their ears. Their ears were hurting. And I thought that, I said, that's a funny moment right there, Dr. Buss. Because the, the forum could be, it could get crazy. And it could get loud, but the, when Reunion was popping tonight, you know, downtown Dallas now, AT&T, I know that place gets loud, and I'll read there once in a while. And then maybe, because I'm not there, but I'll read somebody say it, reach Reunion noise level. I, boy, I'd have to be there to judge it before I would believe that it did, and because they were just different type of facilities. But that was my favorite moment with Dr. Buss, his 18-year-old We Hope date. And uh, they, they're leaving, departing the arena with their fingers in their ears because <laughs> the crowd was so loud. And, of course, it was a huge disappointment because the Mavericks went ahead and lost the series. But uh, they made it interesting. Those were those were good times right there. And, I, you know, the uh, I've read a lot about what they – I don't – and I like the guy who wrote that – who wrote this thing? Matt, did you, uh, was it who? Oh, Jeff Perlman. Jeff Perlman Jeff wrote the Perlman book that it's based on. Now, they may have yeah, taken some liberties. They may have taken some liberties with have. the. Yeah. And I've known Perlman for a long time. And, I, you know, I know him to be uh, just a really good writer. He's done cowboy stories. You know, he doesn't fool around. But, man, you know, there was nothing. And, I'll, again, I hadn't watched it. Overall, but I've read about what they're doing, what they've done to Jerry West in this thing, and that's just not. That's nobody ever said that. No Laker people, no Laker media. You know that West was some drunken buffoon. On the other hand, I always thought he was highly respected. Oh hell, he was. He was highly respected. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. But those were <laughs> they, those were crazy days. There, good days. Yeah, and and I was talking to Randy Galloway going to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Now, Randy, was there one moment where Muhammad Ali 
Hap was in town. And did you, I'm trying to remember, you know, which, because those, those fights were so epic. And I didn't know, yeah. I'm trying to remember how much you, uh, I, I'm sure like a lot of people, you liked going to some of those fights over the years. Um, did, didn't, did you have an audience with Muhammad Ali one time? Yeah, a private, uh, and people ask me, what's the greatest moment in, in the 50 years? And I always bring this up as as number one on just the way it worked out. And I don't know, man, I, this had to be 69, 70. I don't know. And don't, you know, it was a it was a fight on foreign soil. I don't know if it's thrilling or, or one of those, but. And, and I can't even remember who he. Uh, uh, I can't even remember who the, which one was the opponent. But anyway, Ali had won. Well, Walter Robertson, I mentioned him earlier, the late great. He uh, said, "Randy, uh, what are you doing Saturday?" And I said, oh, "Nothing." It was the middle of summer. Uh, we had, you know, we had no major league team. We had nothing going on. A minor league baseball was it. And he said, uh, "Cassius Clay." And I said, Walt, you mean Muhammad Ali? No, damn it, Cassius Clay. But Walt was kind of, Walt, Walt was a military guy. Walt yeah. World War II, and uh, he still had a grudge on uh, Ali for, well, we went on it to get into that, but for everything that was going on. Uh-huh. And he said, anyway, he's coming to town. He's going to be at a church uh, over on what was then Forest Avenue. They call I think it's ML. MLK now on Forest Avenue, and he'd be there at two o'clock. Well, uh, I said fine. So I uh, I was dressed actually kind of nice. Uh, I put on a sport coat with jeans, had on boots, and I'm driving an old '62 Falcon that I had years, the Blue Goose, and it, it needed an oil change, so it was smoking. But I kept pulling up in front of the church, and it was not a what we call a church. It was a mosque uh, there in South Dallas. And, uh, of course, we know Holly's religion. And standing on the front porch, the regular house, were about four brothers, uh, very, you know, clean-shaven heads, short hair, in suits, black suits, black tie, white shirt, and uh, sunglasses. And they were staring out at this honky boy come driving up in a 62 Falcon that was smoking. I get out, walk up to the door. They were extremely friendly. And they said, are you here for the press conference? I went, yes, I am. Thank you. They said, wait right here. Uh, uh, several women came out. They had been preparing things inside. They brought me inside, whatever. Uh, serving, did you know, water, whatever you needed to drink. And uh, so they said, well, if you'll wait right over there, uh, you can talk to the champ. And I went, okay. And so then I'm there about five minutes. We had four TV stations in. We had uh, four newspapers. Times Herald, Morning News. I'm at the Morning News, of course. Star-Telegram, Fort Worth Press. Nobody showed up. I'm the only one there. Muhammad Ali's in town. And again, these were, you know, these were times that were, uh, uh, well, different times in America. And Ali was a, a very controversial figure at that time with everything that had gone on. 
So finally, they said, uh, "Come, uh, uh, one of the ladies went. You can go in the room, uh, and uh, the champ would be right in." I went in, sat down, kind of in an off room there at the house. In walks Ali, sat down. We talked an hour. Nobody showed up. I was the only one there, and I'm going, "Wow, wow!" And I, you know, you don't want to say it's a racist thing, but it, <laughs> there were some racial elements involved in that happening mm-hmm. that way. But the, uh, yeah, I guess you go ahead and say it was a racial thing. But I mean, I knew well, there were so many people at this, you know, time Cheryl, this star telegram. They, I mean, they would have loved to have been there. I don't know if editors didn't tell them about it or what TV guys, you know, nobody's there. Well, I go back and, uh, uh, John Barker, Jabbo, the desk man, main desk man, oh, one of my guys at the morning news had been there forever. One of the guys who really helped me he said, Randy, about, Walt said about 12 inches. I went, oh, John, we don't have anything going on. And I, I think I can go 20, 25. He said, give me 18. I'll get it in. So I sat down and write it. I could have written forever. And I, I'm pretty proud of this story. And, of course, I'm, you know, young sports writer, I'm figuring, boy, this could be splashed across the top of the page, uh, the sports page. And I wake up the next morning, Sunday morning, paper's out. I get it not on the front page. It's back on, like, page six, not at the top of page six, but kind of at the bottom. And, uh, again, this is 69, 68, 670. We had nothing going on. There was no Major League Baseball. Cowboys were a long way from starting. Uh, nothing was happening. So I go, oh, man. So I go in on Monday. I don't say anything, but Walt called me over. He went, uh, I want to apologize. And I said, about what? Of course, I knew. Mm-hmm. He said, that story should be on the front page. That was a great story. Uh, I said, well, not. it didn't mean necessarily the way it was written. That was a great story, but it was just. Alley in town, yeah, a lot of great quotes, you know. So anyway, that's my uh, that that's a long story, but that's my Muhammad Ali. But I'll never forget this. Nearly an hour, and this guy, I mean, he would jump up, go into you know, go into a shuffle. I hit him. I hit him. I came him this. See, I showed him this, this, and he'd be showing the right hand out there, this. Then I came here. Then he's he's coming with a left hand. I mean, it was. It was everything. It was like those old Howard uh, Howard Cosell interviews he used to do, you know. Yeah. Except he'd get mad at Howard. He was very nice to me. Well, that's uh, people have asked that for years, and I tell them that's the highlight of uh, that's been the highlight. That's legendary columnist and sports talk radio host Randy Galloway. His conversation with Matt Mosley. Coming up next, Matt will talk with Denny Freeman. He and Randy Galloway are being inducted into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame Media Wing coming up this Saturday. And that's coming up next on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. This is ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's John Rechek of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Coming up, men's tennis competes in the Elite Eight of the NCAA tournament today. And Baylor baseball opens a series at home against Oklahoma State. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Wear what the Bears wear. Get the latest in Baylor Nike gear at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at BaylorShop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball wrapping the regular season with a big series against the Oklahoma State Cowboys that begins tonight at Baylor Ballpark. The Bears at 25 and 24 on the season, hosting the eighth ranked Cowboys and looking to improve on their NCAA tournament status against the top 10 Oklahoma State team. We'll be on the air at 6.15, first pitch at 6.30 tonight for game one between the Bears and the Cowboys right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. Tomorrow's game two also at 6.30. The series finale is Saturday at 3. Also this afternoon, Baylor men's tennis, the number three overall national seed, has an Elite Eight matchup with six-seed Tennessee in Champaign, Illinois. The Bears, who are 29-3 and on the season, have got the winning points from five different players in each of their last five matches. Here's men's tennis coach Michael Woodson. Absolutely. Uh, that's a really cool stat. And I, when I read it the other day, I was really impressed. I didn't know that myself, but it does make sense because it – you know, even against A&M, we were all the match at one, three and five were still playing. Uh, and then against Stanford, it was the other side, two, four and six. And Teddy was kind of down there by himself. And, you know, it was, it's so interesting to see how these matches play out and uh, the excitement and where the pressure is going to fall. And, and every single one of our guys has had that responsibility of of carrying the fate of the team on their shoulders. Uh you know, in big moments throughout the year. So it, it does make us feel good going into Thursday that, you know, doesn't matter whose you know, name is called. If, if it comes down to three all, we're going to be in a good spot. Michael Woodson and Baylor men's tennis in action in an NCAA Elite Eight matchup this afternoon against Tennessee. Follow along on the Tennis One app. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. 
Since 1949, the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitchegroup.com. With the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitchegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Increasing clouds tonight and breezy conditions as lows fall to 73 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. It's going to be a hot and humid day with a 30% chance of showers and storms late, a high of 97. And on Saturday, partly to mostly cloudy skies, another humid day with a 40% chance of showers and storms in the afternoon and evening with a high of 95. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Refinance your vehicle with Genco and skip payments for 90 days. Rates as low as 1.99% APR for 48 months. Online applications will get an additional 0.1% off their rate and have a chance to win a 0% auto loan. I'd really like to pay off my car next year before I move into my new house. Refinancing is a big win-win. Thank you, Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Member NCUA. Genco! When it's more than just your lawn, it deserves the Kubota Z400. Get a head-turning offer on class-leading speed, agility, simple deck height adjustments, and a quality cut. When you need comfort and performance, then you need the professional-grade Kubota Z400. Right now, get the Kubota Z400 mower for zero down, 0% APR for 36 months, or save $300. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. The hardest part of being a CASA volunteer isn't supporting and guiding a child through foster care. The hardest part is deciding to make a difference. Visit becomeacasa.org. Every child has a chance. It's you. Brought to you by Texas CASA. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Mavericks get blown out by Golden State Warriors 112 to 87. The Warriors take a 1 to nothing lead in the Western Conference Finals. Tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA, Boston is at Miami. The Heat lead that series 1 nothing. Tip is at 7:30. Baylor baseball starts its final series of the regular season tonight with Oklahoma State from Baylor Ballpark. 6.30 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. High school baseball playoffs on our airwaves tonight, Bosqueville versus Toller, and you can hear that game on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Crawford softball playoffs continue tonight, facing Archer City from Weatherford, and you can hear that game on Star 104.9. First pitch at 7 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs>
Uh, Matt Mosley Show. Thank you, Central National Bank. Thank you for what you do. Brian Fonville, Joe Nesbitt, great guys. They're thinking about being over there at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And our following guest is going to be going in there. Denny Freeman will be part of this next group of uh, illuminaries that will be in the Hall of Fame. And Denny Freeman, uh, who now lives in Waco, Texas, of all places, uh, joining us. And uh, Denny, congratulations. I w- it was uh, so fun getting to catch up with you earlier today. And uh, I appreciate you being on with us. And, and congratulations on this great honor. Well, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, time was running out. <laughs> I need to do this quickly <laughs> since I'm 85. Well, you're a, you're what we call a young 85, and unlike some of your sports writers, there was some uh, your fellow sports writers. There was some clean living involved with you, Denny. <laughs> so you have uh, you have hung around now. But Denny, you remember, boy, you you kind of uh, came in, uh, and people don't even remember that there used to be the. Uh, like the morning newspapers and the in the evening newspapers, and I I still have a hard time, Danny. Even though I was in the newspaper business and I started writing newspapers in ninety eight, ninety nine, as you were getting ready to retire, the the the, <laughs> the whole sports world has changed in a hurry. But Danny, when you got to the AP, the AP, and and you were at the UPI before that. But in a lot of ways, the AP and UPI were ahead of their times in the sense that it was a news service that all these other people, uh, newspapers, could access. And when you look back on it, Denny, doesn't it seem like maybe those places you worked for were a little a bit ahead of their time? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, uh, a lot of people didn't understand the AP or what it was. I mean, I had a neighbor one time come over and ask me, do I have a, do you own a cleaning service? And I said, no, it's just Associated <laughs> Press. And if you go home, get pick up your paper, 75% of the stories in there will be AP. It's just a little deal on the story, and you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Associated Press, and he thought it was – he thought you were with the cleaners. Uh, this is uh, this is a great honor, uh, and, and you're going in with a good group. I'm a little worried about you – uh, I'm hoping you get to address the crowd at some point. Let's hope you go before John McClain, Denny, because uh, if John goes, I, I just, I'm not sure if John will let anybody talk. I'm a little bit concerned about that. <laughs> well, uh, we're just hoping he doesn't meet, beat Mickey Herskowitz's record. So I think he was 32 minutes down in Houston <laughs> 15 years ago. So I think we're safe, you know. <laughs> oh my goodness! So Mickey, Mickey went in in that same class. I believe Dan Jenkins, uh, Dave Campbell, who we lost recently, Blackie Sherrod. Now I understand, Denny. You're uh, Blackie Sherrod was a guy I I grew up reading, and and uh, you know obviously he came up with Dan Jenkins and some of those. Uh, uh, I guess uh, with Jerry Todd and and uh, that that what what was that in Fort Worth? Was it called the Fort Worth Press? Was that the uh, press? Yeah. Yeah, now that was a, an amazing group of guys, and uh, they enjoyed the nightlife, but they were also remarkably talented. Now, were Shrake and Cartwright both a part of that group as well? I'm trying to make sure I have all my history correct. Yeah, well, you have your history correct, but they were pretty much looking for another gig and uh, eventually found them, you know. 
But uh, yeah, it was. I mean, everybody that I knew that worked for the press uh, or the Star Trailgram could write, and I wondered how that happened. Well, <laughs> you, you get you be around Blackie Sherrod, and uh, you're going to learn some things. And uh, I was blessed to be be around Blackie, who could be grumbly and all that other stuff, but he he'll he'll pull your story up and uh, look at it from the previous Sunday or Saturday, and he'll he'll make suggestions and everything. And he say, will say, well, at least you got the lead right. <laughs> now, he was sort of known. Blackie was known for just the his encyclopedic mind, what he had in there. But also, didn't he love to reference all sorts of things, historical references, maybe the opera? Even it seemed like he had an appetite that went outside of sports, and he probably also had an appetite for. Uh, you know, for a few drinks as well, but it, it 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 was almost his passion for other things that made his sports writing so good. Would that be a fair assessment? Oh yeah, it would be a fair assessment. You know, he had, had you know, he had some books in his office and everything that you know I couldn't understand the books by the time I read the title, and I just I asked Blackie one time, and he said he said, well, I like to get around. They're doing those. It kind of makes the momentum of having to deal with sports writers and all that. So, <laughs> but he loved his big love with horse racing, and uh, I can I can tell you a little story about that. We we would go to uh, Oaklawn. Uh, a bunch of us would get together, and we called it Oaklawn Racing Tours. And so we would we would go, and Blackie would get all these racing forms and uh, carry them in, study them all night. We would be at the track the next day. Uh, uh, we could we could hear the we were always sat near the the ten dollar bet place to see if there's something really good going on. But it was this big race, and Blackie just missed on it. And he was pissed off, but two women sitting next to us hit it. And uh, so I went over to find out how they did it. And they they stood up, and it was their seat numbers. And that really, <laughs> really pissed him off. <laughs> That's good. Uh, talking to uh, Diddy Freeman, who's going into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. The media wing, and um, and this it, is it's the first time they've put the media in there. It's the first class since 2004, and I don't know why they waited so long. A part of it was this pandemic. Uh, you've been supposed to go in this thing for now about two or three years, and and it had to be you know they were going to have it in the Dallas area, and now it's going to be in Waco. It's going to be a great event. That's going to be Saturday night, and I was curious. Um, you started at the AP in oh nineteen what sixty nine the you know, the late sixties, but even before oh, that oh go ahead yeah well, I went went to work for what we call Brand X UPI uh, <laughs> uh, for that so yeah but you got that right so yeah uh, well, the Cowboys yeah, it, were I got there the Cowboys were not very good and. Uh, but then they became very good. 
Well, and that's, that leads me to my next question. You you went uh, eight of those Super Bowls that the Cowboys uh, participated in. You got to cover every one of those. And I, I can only imagine, you know, all the stories over the years. Do you have uh, any uh, memento, whether it be a program or something, from every one of those uh, Super Bowl games that you attended? Yeah, I've got the uh... – the badges that they passed out to the media uh, in the early days. And uh, so, you know, those are, I don't know what those are worth right now, but uh, that, that's one of the nice things they did. But uh, you could, you know, you, you could give away tickets to those early games. I mean, uh, you know, the Green Bay uh, uh, game on uh, the very first one was, was not well attended for for a Super Bowl game, but anyway, so I was at <laughs> I was at uh, Super Bowl five when uh, the O'Brien kid kicked the field goal at the end of the game, and and uh, all of a sudden there goes a helmet flying in there, and it's Bob Lilly's helmet. And uh, uh, the next year, Super Bowl five uh, six, we were in uh, Miami. And uh, they gave the ball to Blaine Thomas every time, and so they won. And uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, so uh, anyway, uh, do, do do you remember trying to talk to Dwayne Thomas when he was going through that period of time where he would not speak to the media? And I and I don't know if it was just the media. He might have not even been speaking to his teammates. Dwayne Thomas was going through a very strange time in his life. Um, do you do you remember those days? Oh, I sure do. And uh, how Landry tiptoed around, uh, barking at him like he barked at the other players, because all of a sudden he knew that they weren't going to win the Super Bowl unless they had a running game. So uh, they attended amended their fences or whatever it was. But yeah, I can remember being at a at the Super Bowl, and uh, somebody asked a question. Well, is this a, the highlight of your career so far? He said, why should it be? They're going to have a Super Bowl next year. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they, they're gonna, I remember a very famous quote, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dwayne Thomas, did, boy, Landry did not tiptoe. Coach Landry did not tiptoe around Hollywood Henderson. I saw Hollywood recently at the Big Cat's funeral, and I'm sure you oh. knew. Uh, I, I'm sure you knew Rayfield Wright over the years. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, and we lost Rayfield recently. Oh man, that's I loved old Rayfield Wright, and he came yeah. to the a lot of the Bob Lilly golf tournaments down here, and we got to visit with him some again. So yeah, he uh, he he went into the uh, Hall of Fame, and boy, that changed his life, and it really uh, he really got to enjoy that in in his last years, and. Hated to see, uh, have to say goodbye to him because he was such a tremendous guy. Now, now talking to Denny Freeman, who's going in the Hall of Fame, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, in the media wing, and a great longtime uh, award-winning Associated Press writer. What about Thousand Oaks? Would you, would you go? Did you? I know you went to all those Super Bowls. Did you go out every year to Cowboys training camp? Yes, I did, and uh, uh, I laugh when you say that because. They would uh, assign you a person to to be with you in the 
and there are two people would have a room. So I was always eager to see who my assignments was. And one year it was Jim Dent. And, oh, and, enough said. Yeah, enough said. But <laughs> Dent would, would, would be in the room with the lights real low with his German binocular watching the, the rooms. And uh, I, I don't know what he... I guess he was trying to look for somebody that came in and joined the team that he, they didn't know about, but he he was something else. <laughs> and I, I, was, I, even, I was in room one year with Brad, and uh, that didn't last long because, I, you know, I'm real sloppy, had so, talk, shoes and socks around, and Brad is very neat. So they didn't up my contract on his on his room like the next year or so. But, well, you talk, are you talking about Brad Sham? Brad Sham, I am. I am talking about <laughs> the voice of the Cowboys, yeah, who's uh, going into the uh, Hall of Fame with you. Another speech I'm worried about. Brad, not known for being succinct, although to be a play-by-play man, you have to speak quickly. Um, do what do you remember about uh, about the Mad Bomber Clint Longley? Do you rem- were you at uh, training camp when that Im- infamous fight took place which led to the sucker punch and it of course quickly led to the demise of clint longley because he was treated within hours uh of of that sucker punch on roger stallback do you remember where you were when that all happened i remember it but i wasn't at the at thousand oaks but i wish i had been that was that uh roger even got pissed off at clint longley and I, you know, I never think I ever saw him angry, except uh, uh, probably all season at, at Longley. <laughs> yeah, there's only two ways to get Roger still fired up. It's talking about that, because he still has a scar to show for it, where that sucker punch happened. And I'm trying to remember who grabbed Longley. I think I've heard different versions of this, either D.D. Lewis or the Manster. I guess Randy White would have already been with the team, but somebody came up and grabbed him and maybe body slammed him, and they said he was kicking his little legs up in the air and all of that. <laughs> but, yeah, it, was, it was the zoo covering their uh, cowboys at certain times. And, yeah. uh, I mean, you would be, uh, every day you would find out, well, Landry's pissed off at Cornell Green, and we would go up and ask Cornell. He said, "How come Landry's uh, down on you today?" He said, "You broke curfew," and uh, and uh, we said, "How did he know that you broke curfew?" He said, "Well, they had a they had a, a couple of people that are staked out and uh, look for guys breaking curfew, and so that's how they found out on that one." <laughs> But uh, he, yeah, and uh, Landry was uh, interesting, but and so was Shram. But, but with the fact Shram would give you the Cowboys' home phone number when season started, and he'd tell you if he doesn't call you, call him back, and then tell him I want you to call it, and he would do it. I mean, and so I mean, hell, I've talked to Roger many a time when he was eating supper. And Marianne would answer the phone. I said, well, I hate to bother you. Oh, well, Roger won't mind. So I, I got 
uh, you know, interviews many a time between uh, bites of, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe a chicken fried steak. But. <laughs> Roger had the famous line, didn't he, about all the nightlife? He said something about, you know, he had fun. He had great nightlife, too. He just was with his wife he, he, you know <laughs> unlike some of his teammates or something it was a funny line that roger had i remember one of those years all those all those times ago now what was denny what was from an swc standpoint did you take part with in blackie and those guys used to famously be on all those i'm sure herskowitz oh. as well those swc tours did you uh, did you jump in with that bunch and start going to all those those old SWC tours? And what do you what what do you what stands out to you when you think back on those days? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Dave Campbell and I were in a private plane that one almost went down. I kind of remember that. And uh, <laughs> something that bit the pilot when we took off. And we got, you know, maybe a half mile down there, and then a dip towards the ground. And uh, so we that, that comes back to me real fast. But uh, the, uh, <laughs> this, the, the Southwest Conference Tour was, uh, uh, particularly when you went to Arkansas, and you, then you got to wonder, well, why is Arkansas in the Southwest Conference? And... Uh, so anyway, we yeah, we made those tours. I remember being at a bar one night when uh do you remember the sports editor for Lubbock for Texas Tech? Uh I, I don't think so. Okay. And I'm I mean, trying get, to grab it. Yeah. yeah, they've had a guy out there named Don Williams forever, but I can't think who had been before him. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll think of it here, but I'll t- go ahead and tell the story. And he liked to wear green uh, jumpsuits, you know, green, whatever they called them. But he was all green. He would wear, he would wear his pants and his uh, shirt, and everything was green. And we were in the bar sitting down. I think I think Mike Jones was in there, uh, a couple of other guys. And this guy comes in the front door, comes over, and says, Are you a Burrow Pettit? And he said, yeah, I'm Burl Pettit. And he cold-cocked him. And uh, blood was spurting all over his uh, <laughs> boot. And and my this, and then the guy that hit him was big. And he left the thing. And Mike Jones said, well, do you think we ought to go after him? Well, well all of us were in consensus that we needed to give him a head start. So we, we let him get on down the, And never caught that fight. And Burl just, you know, he got up from the door, I mean, the floor, and and got his chair and sat down and resumed drinking the beer. He said, said, Oh, he must not have liked one of my columns. That was Burl Pettit, was the guy's name. (laughs) Boy, it did come back to you. Burl Pettit. And yeah. who knows? Who knows what he had said or what this guy, what made this guy angry? Sure. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. that. Uh, I would uh, <laughs> go ahead. No, justice was quick in West Texas. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, uh, I I tell you, do you um, 
do you ever think about, you know, like right after as you were retiring, the Internet came into being oh, and it started becoming more and more prominent, probably about like 2003, the early 2000s. Do you are you sort of glad you got to miss out on all that or do you ever uh, and I know you've still written and, and have worked, you know, done books and that kind of thing. But do you are do you feel like you're kind of glad you got out of it before the Internet took over? Well, it's out of doubt, Matt. You know how it was, and uh, it was so great during that golden era when we didn't have agents and uh, tweets and what uh, Twitter and all those other things. And uh, you, you could uh, you could get out and you know you could become friends with the coach, but you still you know wrote a hard story if you had to. And uh, the thing I miss, I mean, was the telephone. Because I could get out and have a good story working, no fun, so, uh, and had to go back somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I do. Those were golden days, I tell you. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Taz and Daryl and, you know, those guys. Yeah. Did you ever did- – Denny, did you ever talking to Denny Freeman, the uh, legendary sports writer, uh, and uh, he he uh, is going into the Hall of Fame in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame? Did you ever see uh, Taff angry? Did you ever get see Grant, or did he was he always that calming, almost pastoral uh, quality about him? And you know, I still talked to talked to Grant recently, and he I think Grant's about eighty eight years old, and he still sounds exactly the same. Extremely strong voice. He sounds like a pastor, uh, and he always did. He was a great speaker, as you well know. Did you ever did you ever see Grant Taft angry at a reporter or after a game? I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe his color a color of his skin might have flushed, but I didn't hear anything come out of his <laughs> mouth. But I'll tell you a story with Grant. He was a he was a good guy. And one one year, he sent me and Mike Raven uh, of UPI uh, a letter uh, asking us if they'd like to like to cover the green gold game with Baylor that spring. Yeah. 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 And be the coaches. And so we go we <laughs> go down there and have a draft. Now, what the hell, you know? So I still have the letter, but. Uh, I went down there uh, with Mike, and uh, so you know he talked and talked. Said, "Well, let's uh, let's go to the draft." So we started drafting Baylor players, and you know, there was a lot of them I didn't know. But anyway, got our teams together, and uh, we got out and, and started playing ball. And I was the you know the coach. I was not calling plays, but making an occasional decision. And uh, we were at. We were trailing, and the game was winding down towards the end, and we had the ball on our own 23-yard line. And uh, it was fourth down. And uh, I said, well, let's go for it. And we went for it and got uh, plenty of blocks and made the first down and went on to win the game. And uh, Grant wrote the story. He helped them press box, and he wrote a story about the game. And he said, in the world of uh, college football, what was it? Uh, in the world of college football, the worst play I ever saw was 
No, the worst decision I ever saw was a coach, Danny Freeman, going for it on fourth down and 23 and his own uh, yard line. So, so that, that was kind of funny. You know, he wrote that and just ripped the hell out of me. And I was kind of neat being on this side and seeing it. So, <laughs> I'll show you the letter sometime if I, if I run into him, but. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, oh, that's yeah. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah, yeah. You got to uh, you got to see what it was like on the other side for a little bit. I like that. And the worst call in the history of college football, I think. That was longtime Associated Press writer and editor Denny Freeman. He's being inducted into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame Media Wing coming up this Saturday. Coming up next, the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. Listen up. If you take pride in your lawn, you need to mow with the best. Gravely. The made in the USA perfect cut quality grass devour and beast of the zero turns. Gravely residential mowers are built just as tough as their commercial machines with comfort and features you won't find on other mowers. Mow with perfection. Get yourself a Gravely. The full line of Gravely residential mowers is available at Landscape Supply. Come visit our new 10,000 square foot showroom in Spiegelville for the largest selection of outdoor power equipment. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, doctors Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today, Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive, and at SaddleCreekDental.com. 
Okay, tonight we're having yogurt, bean chili, oranges, lasagna, chicken noodle soup, ribeye steak, hummus, and we're topping it off with chocolate milkshakes all around. Wait, what? Honey, the refrigerator's not working again, and we're not letting anything go to waste, so eat up. Yuck! Are your appliances taking the day off? Call Mr. Appliance today and put them back to work with speedy expert service for all your appliance brands and same-day service available. Visit MrAppliance.com today and schedule an appointment on Online. The hardest part of being a CASA volunteer isn't supporting and guiding a child through foster care. The hardest part is deciding to make a difference. Visit becomeacasa.org. Every child has a chance. It's you. Brought to you by Texas CASA. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Mavericks get blown out by Golden State Warriors 112 to 87. The Warriors take a 1 to nothing lead in the Western Conference Finals. Tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA, Boston is at Miami. The Heat lead that series 1 nothing. Tip is at 7:30. Baylor baseball starts its final series of the regular season tonight with Oklahoma State from Baylor Ballpark. 6.30 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. High school baseball playoffs on our airwaves tonight, Bosqueville versus Toller, and you can hear that game on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Crawford softball playoffs continue tonight, facing Archer City from Weatherford, and you can hear that game on Star 104.9. First pitch at 7 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Big 12 Bugs, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 athletics on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, we'll look at Big 12 Conference Baseball beginning the final weekend of the regular season with some key matchups tonight. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928. If you like the Baylor gear John's wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore or 24-7 online at BaylorShop.com. Scott Drew, head coach, Baylor basketball, June 13th through 15th. We need you in the Farrell Center. Biddy ball camp, 9 a.m. to 11. That's for four to seven-year-olds. And then day camp is 1 to 5. That's third to 12th graders. Go to BaylorBears.com for further details. See you in the Farrell now let's check out Big 12 Athletics. Here's J-Mo with today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. And welcome back. We are headed into the final weekend of the Big 12 Conference Baseball regular season. Series beginning tonight to be played Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to allow teams to get their pitching lined up for the Big 12 Conference Tournament, which begins next Wednesday at Globe Life Field in Arlington. The series beginning this evening include Kansas State at West Virginia. Oklahoma plays at number five, Texas Tech. Kansas in Austin to play a three-game series against 22nd-ranked Texas. And eighth-ranked Oklahoma State in Waco to play Baylor. 
The Cowboys, swept by the Red Raiders in Stillwater last week, still can clinch at least a share of the Big 12 title with a sweep in Waco this weekend. From Baylor's perspective, the Bears know they need to win this series and the Big 12 tournament next week to get into the NCAAs. Here is pitcher Jake Jackson, who will get the start tonight for the Bears. I mean, I think it's you don't want to look ahead. You want to take Oklahoma State. You want you don't want to look at what everybody else is doing. I mean, we know what we got to do to get into the tournament. We know what everybody else has to do to just basically help us get into the uh, Big 12 tournament. But obviously, our goal is to win it there. We that's our only way to get into a regional berth. And this program deserves to be in a regional. And obviously, we know what we have to do. There's going to be some teams that are going to do everything they can to win it, like us. But there's also going to be some teams that are going there, just getting their reps in and going about their business and getting ready for a regional that they're ready for, like Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, TCU, Tech, those guys. So knowing that we basically have to really handle our business against the other four teams, is uh, it's a little bit lightning just knowing that you're not going to get the best guy from Tech or Oklahoma State and Texas, but just got to be ready to go and win three to four games and find yourself in a regional. Jake Jackson and the Bears taking on Oklahoma State, a three-game series that begins tonight at Baylor Ballpark on the air at 615, first pitch at 630 tonight here on ESPN Central Texas Television on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. Game two tomorrow at 630 at Baylor Ballpark. Game three, Senior Day on Saturday, first pitch at 3 p.m. on Saturday. And that's today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Talk to you tonight from the ballpark and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com.